Welcome to Cockpits and Cocktails, the lively aviation podcast where we talk about all things aviation and aerospace. So please grab a cocktail and let's chill out and talk about some aviation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cockpits and Cocktails. This is Natalie Flygirl Kelly, one of your co-hosts, and it is season four, episode three. I had to go back and look to see what episode it was, actually, because, wow, um, it's not on my phone. I opened up my Apple Podcasts, and they typically say, you know, what season it is and what episode. At least they say it because I put it in the description. I don't think Apple just automatically does that, but um, I actually had to think. It has only episode three, so that's pretty bad on my memory part there. Today, it's it's April 3rd, I believe, Sunday, April 3rd, which is the day I actually normally upload an episode and have it all edited and ready to go, and that is not the case. I'm definitely living on the edge today. Last week was Sun and Fun, so Stephanie and Cooper, the pilot, were at Sun and Fun. They had recorded an episode without me the previous week, but I did not get that episode and couldn't edit it and get it uploaded in time for the release of this episode, and we like to be consistent as we can every two weeks, put out a new episode So I didn't want to get off track there, although I have in the past sometimes skipped an episode because of a big event such as Sun and Fun or Oshkosh or something like that where I figure people aren't really going to be listening to it. They're either traveling or going to be coming back from traveling and um, or it's just too hectic for us to try to get that done. But I did not go to Sun and Fun. So yeah, plot twist. (laughs) I know in the last episode, I talked about going to Sun and Fun, and I was going to actually do a talk. I had two days scheduled to do a talk, and then an opportunity came up for a job, so I do contract flying, and this opportunity was something that couldn't be passed up. It was actually a pretty hectic week for me. I had a lot of flights, which is a good thing. That's I love that. One of the things about contract flying is sometimes you're really busy and sometimes you're not, and you just kind of got to go with it and take the flights when you can get them. It, it just happened to be where I had to cancel the, the talks, but I am going to record a podcast on the talk, what that was going to be, and it's going to be titled Change Your Course, Change Your Life, and I'm looking forward to recording that. I have a lot of things I want to talk about when you... for in particular for people that want to go down a path that maybe others may not understand or be supportive of, or they are at a phase in life where they're ready to transition and do something else, change careers, or you know they're in a midlife crisis situation where they realize the clock is ticking and there's other things that they want to do, and so they want to change their course and do something else. So I wanted to put that together and talk about that and it's something I've done before 
And I think it's going to be really helpful for anyone, you know, in any phase of life, because we do sometimes kind of want to change our course. We may have been doing something one way for a long time, and that doesn't seem to be working for us anymore. So how do we go about going in a new direction, getting support for that, finding out how to plan for those kinds of things? So that will be coming up in the future. Today, I was driving back from, you know, I had planned to go to Sun and Fun, as I mentioned, and this flight that, one of the flights I picked up was, it was just meant to be. I had a flight from Cincinnati, I live in Cincinnati, to Nashville. I was offered this flight on March 28th. I'm from Nashville, that's where my mother and sister live, and it was going to be an overnight, not A lot of trips are overnight for me. They're usually day, you know, like a day trip down and back or up and back or over and back, whatever, which is wonderful because you can sleep in your own bed many, many nights. I was given this opportunity to do this trip to Nashville on March 28th, which will happen to be my birthday. And I thought it was great because I I would have been at Sun and Fun. I was supposed to go on Monday. This flight was on Tuesday. Uh, and it was my 50th birthday. Yes, five zero is a big one. It was like meant to be. I got to spend the night with my mother in Nashville on my 50th birthday. That was pretty special. And then it's just like everything else. I, I thought I could go back to Sun and Fun later. I was trying to find time in my schedule to get down there for a couple of days. And, you know, I'd canceled my airline reservation, my hotel. Uh, car rental, and then I was looking at other days to go, and it was going to be really tough because I have one son at home that plays lacrosse, and I wanted to be at his lacrosse games, and I could have maybe squeezed in a day or two, but it would have been kind of, you know, stressful and expensive, and I kind of deliberated about it, and then it it brought me to what our topic's going to be today. This is something that we all struggle with, and it's called FOMO. We're going to talk about FOMO. It can affect all ages, or I'm going to talk about how, you know, I am 50, so I've kind of been through uh, a lot of phases in life, and FOMO uh, has affected it in some way, I would say, maybe, or how maybe your perspective changes on FOMO. And if I can provide some kind of wisdom to someone to make their lives a little bit more peaceful and content and joyful, then hopefully that's what I can do by just offering some advice on on how I dealt with things or how I look at things now. I want to be as helpful as possible to people perhaps that are younger or people my age or people that are older and just provide my experience and share how you could maybe look at things differently to make your life a little bit easier and more enjoyable. But this idea for this talk did not really, it wasn't really planned. It happened because of a, an unexpected trip that I took yesterday. I covered this topic in the episode last week just a little bit, and I've also written a blog on my website about it. It's flygirlllc.com, and it was when you say yes to something, you say no to something else. This was like the perfect, um, what's the word? 
scenario maybe of when this really 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 like came together and solidified that whole message you know struggled with trying to figure out if I could get down to Sun and Fun trying to make that happen kind of finally came up with the conclusion that it was worth more to me to not go not put myself under all that stress to get there except that this is the way things turned out embrace that and then use my time for something else which I was doing and I was really looking forward to I was kind of behind because I had been traveling a lot well when I say behind behind for me because I kind of like things to like to be on top of things I don't like things to sit around and be delayed I had emails I had things to respond to bills to pay you know, so on and so on, and I was going to catch up on those things. These couple of days that I was not flying, when I had considered going down to Sun and Fun. Yesterday, I started out, I was got a whole lot done, I really did. I finished up a lot of things that I needed to get done, and I got a call from my 21-year-old's rugby coach. They were playing a rugby match in... Uh, Indiana, at Notre Dame, actually. He's uh, at UK, and he was in the hospital. Of course, it's a call you never want to get. You don't want to hear that your kid's been hurt, and I was really, 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 really grateful that I was not at Sun and Fun, that I was home. And, you know, it just totally made me feel like, you know, I definitely, I was justified in my decision of not going. Not that I needed to be justified, I don't need to be justified, but it was like, oh, you know, if I had said yes to that and gone and forced myself to make some fun happen, then I would not have been able to go see him. And I actually went up there. It's about a four-plus-hour drive, and he really, really, really hurt his ankle very badly. It's broken. Uh-huh. It, it, it looked awful. The pictures that, that he had, his bone was, you know, like sticking out, and it was a clean break, and he's going to have to have surgery. So I drove up there, picked him up, turned around, came back, um, and he's in my guest room right now, <laughs> and I'm recording a podcast. It's just like, you know, if you're gone all the time when you try to do all these things, then you won't be available to do some of the other things that might come up that aren't planned. And there are always things that aren't planned that come up. Like, always. It's just part of life. Everything cannot be predicted. FOMO. What what I faced with FOMO during fun, and I was really looking forward to this talk, you know, so weighing all these different things that I needed to do in my head, this brought, I was driving, you know, up to Indiana, and I had all these thoughts about, what I could talk about, and FOMO was one of those things. And it's FOMO, you know, for these events and things, especially, you know, with social media, you see people at these events, and it looks like they're just having the time of their life. That's wonderful for them, you know, that's great. But don't think that you're missing out, because if you're you're there, you're missing out on other things. If you know anything about air shows and sun and fun, they are not relaxing. They are a lot of walking. It's a lot of work. It's, you know, you're out of your element. You're either camping to save money or you're spending a lot of money on a hotel. So there's that added stress. I think as you get older, you just 
don't care as much about doing things that are going to add stress. It's like I have more of a fear of missing out on downtime and getting caught up and feeling like in a good place, organized and prepared for whatever comes next. The other FOMO that I want to mention is ratings. In aviation, I believe that many people, you know, you're surrounded by people that are doing things in aviation and they may be ahead of you in their training and we compare ourselves to them and we think we should be where they are. Why am I not working on this right now? They're almost done with that and I'm not. And try to understand and realize every person's process and journey is so unique you are no one's going to be like anyone else and accepting that and realizing you know you are where you are at the specific moment for a reason there's no way I can be running a business earning ratings having a family and doing exactly the same thing as someone who isn't trying to run a business who is doesn't have kids or a husband and and understanding that every person has such a different uh, scenario in their life and that's one of the things we put so much pressure on ourselves to be like someone else and we think we need to be in a certain place when you really just need to be where you are I mean you that's that's where you are when we get stuck trying to compare ourselves and trying to tell ourselves that we're not where we're supposed to be, that's not good for for our confidence. And that's not going to help you get anywhere else. You need to focus on what's specific to you, what your specific goals are. Now, let's take this back and continue talking a little bit about events. I know when I was younger, I wanted to be at all the places and see all the people and I felt like that meant that I meant something you know that I needed to be at these places and fit in with these groups in order to have as much value as they did now air show events and aviation events conventions such as that if if you do have an opportunity to go I think they're wonderful but I don't think that you need to add stress to your life in order to get to those places. I actually think, you know, there's a lot of value in not being predictable and being at all the places and the events. I always thought it was kind of um, providing a little bit of mysteriousness to your life and not displaying everything is intriguing. Yeah, I'm on Instagram, and I have a lot of photos, and I'm I'm actually pretty particular about what I put on there. I don't really put a lot of family stuff and personal stuff, I, although, like, more recently, I have loved, loved, loved doing all these funny, like, reels. This is a totally different side of me, you know. I'm a pretty uh, laid-back person who likes to be silly. And doing these reels and things that I've been doing lately, and I've gotten on TikTok, which is also very, very fun, but I did not realize there's all this controversy around TikTok that it was 
It's a Chinese app, and there's they're trying to push for completely shutting down TikTok. So we'll see where that goes. But that has been a really fun way to show a little bit more of my personality. What I want you to do is not wait until you turn 50 years old to figure out that adding things to your schedule and and having a cram-packed schedule doesn't necessarily lead to being happier or being more accepted. You are putting yourself out there for probably more scrutiny if you're trying to be everywhere and be everything. And we do that, right? I mean, we're forced to, in this society, we are kind of, we do see people what doing things that we it makes them look like they're everywhere and they're doing all the fun things and that's what you see everywhere and we're told you should go out and experience life and do all these things well if it's adding stress then i don't think that's good and i think we should try practicing more of not adding activities but deleting activities and just enjoying downtime and Time to let things, you know, evolve. Time to chill. I mean, I love time to chill. I love time to go, and I love time to chill just as much as I love time to go, go, go. That's when we can sometimes do our our best thinking and planning and creating. Whether it's you run a business or not, you can also use that time to, you know, thinking about your career and where you want to go. What you want to do? Is this still the the path that's working for you? How do you need to tweak things? I don't think you can do that if you're busy all the time. I feel like you have to have some time to just sit, you know, in in the car when I was driving yesterday. I mean, when I'm just don't have anything to do, that's when I do my best thinking and I plan times to not do things. And and I'm very protective of those times. I have things on my schedule or blocks of time where. I'm not going to plan anything. It's important for me to think about, you know, what do I want to do with Fly Girl? Where, what are we going? Where are we going with this? What do I need to be working on? Who do I need to talk to about this? How can I research this topic? You know, if you don't have a business and you're flying professionally or you're a student, you still need to have time to sit and reevaluate and figure out. Well, I'm kind of interested in this one thing. Who do I need to talk to to figure it out? How am I going to, I need to spend some time researching this. That's what you need to do. There is this template, and I can't remember what it's called, but it's, um, my ex-husband actually introduced this to me years ago, and I have used it ever since. And I wish I could have a visual for you to draw out, but there's like a box. And it has four in every corner. There's another little box. So you've got basically a square with a T inside, and you've got important, you've got urgent, you've got important but not urgent, and urgent but not important. And every time there's a new task or there's a new something that that comes up that I have on my to-do list, and I am a to-do list person, I love lists, it helps me constantly reevaluate and figure out what I need to put my focus on because my to-do list is always longer than the actual day that I actually have time to actually do everything on that list so it gets carried over to the next day and I have 
a new to-do list everywhere. You want to protect some of your downtime. Then, And that gets harder as you get kids, young kids. It's hard to find that downtime and time to think because kids are just require so much of your energy and mental thought and physical demands. But thinking about everything that I have on my list, I'm constantly reevaluating, okay, is this urgent? Like, this is something that needs to be done urgently today. Let's say it's a bill you got to pay. Yeah, that's urgent. It's due today. I need to do that right now. Then there are things that are important, such as, let's say, I don't know, I need to reevaluate my financial plan, my retirement, something like that. That's very important, but it's not necessarily urgent. It doesn't have to be done immediately. So that can be one of those things that kind of gets pushed back and it's something you can put on your calendar to actually block out a, a, a bit of time, schedule a time you know, with your financial planner or whatever, your husband, to sit down and talk about it. And then there are things that are not that important and not that urgent. Those are things that you continue to push back, push back until a moment when you do have time, when you've addressed all the urgent and important things. You know, they, That could be something like, oh, well, that could be different for everyone, right? What's urgent and what's important to someone else could be totally different. How about cleaning your car? That's really not that important, and it's not urgent. Yeah, it looks awful, and, you know, it's it's something that can be addressed, but doesn't have to be addressed right now. So reprioritizing. And then the um, last thing was it is... Wow. Actually, let me Google it right now. I can't remember what it's called, but if you look it up, I've got my iPad here, important. I want to call it, there it is, Eisenhower box. Oh my gosh, that's it. Yes. Okay, so there's important, urgent, important, not urgent, not important, urgent, not important, not urgent. You need to look this up because this is like, I'm constantly using this when I have a huge list of things to do to help me do the things that really need to be done and put off the things that aren't so urgent so that I can manage my time much better. And they have examples such as not important but urgent. You know, you get interruptions, distractions, like right now, immediately. People are calling you or texting you. Yeah, it's urgent because they're contacting you right now but it's not important. So it's something that you can put off. Um, Not important, not urgent. Junk mail, cleaning your office, checking social media, not important and not urgent. This is huge right now. We spend so much time on social media. And honestly, this is how I do like social media. I love it. It's so entertaining it's such a time sucker as well. And I know that I can't get other things done when I'm on there. It's just like relaxing and mind numbing and also can be very destructive because we compare ourselves so much with social media. I spend maybe an hour, depending on the day, at most on social media. I schedule things to be posted. I get on there. This has so much to do with FOMO as well. I get on there and respond to things. I 
hardly look at anything in the feed. I usually just address my audience, you know, putting my stuff on stories, showing kind of some things on stories, posting some things on stories that I think are funny, relevant. I'm having a little bit of an issue with my phone. It, I don't know why. It's like trying to connect to my computer where I'm recording this podcast. So it's making a noise every once in a while. I apologize for that. Set limits on yourself with social media because it is a time sucker. And if you're someone who's trying to do a lot, which we all are, right? Trying to create a happy home, happy family, happy career, happy hobbies, all these things that we want to do, social media is not going to help you get those things done. So please place limits on that. And it is huge as far as FOMO goes. You get on there and you see people doing things that are fun. Of course, they're always doing things that are fun, right? You know, nobody shows anything that's boring on social media. <laughs> Although we do have a lot of times that are kind of boring, right? It's We compare ourselves and it doesn't do well for the confidence level. And it can distract you from the possibilities that you have. When you focus on yourself, you're, you, what we tend to do when we see social media is focus on what everyone else is doing. Oh, what rating did she just, just get? Oh, where is she? She's at this air show. And that's so cool. I'm not there. I'm not as cool. Or she looks like she's having a great time, and I'm sitting here doing laundry. I what What's wrong with my life, you know? It's awful for that kind of thing. And another thing I do is if there is someone on social media that, I don't know if I've said this before, is affecting me in a negative way, whether it's a friend or not, because there are acquaintances on social media and if you've never actually met the person, I can't imagine that they are actually a true friend, like how I would define a friend. They are an acquaintance. But if you are seeing a friend, an acquaintance, anyone, you have every right to unfollow that person if it is affecting you in a negative way. And you do not have to explain yourself to that person. If they ask, why did you unfollow me? I don't know. You can just tell them, it, it really looks like you're, you're having a great time, but it's affecting me in a, in a negative way. I, I'm so happy for you, and I'm glad that you're able to do that. You're not the only person that I unfollow, but I've, I've found that it's better for me to not see what all my friends are doing when I'm not included. There's nothing wrong with that. Or you don't have to say anything. I guarantee you. That she has someone, or he, has a, someone that does the same thing to her, that she compares herself with. I don't know if guys do it as much as girls, but girls are always comparing themselves to other girls. And, and we tend to allow it to bring ourselves down. If that's happening, don't look at their stuff. And if it's popping up all the time, unfollow that person. Do what works best for you. It's your life. You're in control of it. You don't have to explain yourself. You're the one that can make the decisions on things that are beneficial to you and things that aren't. FOMO does affect everyone differently at each kind of stage in their life. You know, the older you get, the more 
you know how things affect you and the more you're willing to make decisions to control those things and you realize you don't have to explain yourself and that's what I want younger people to understand I mean I tell my kids this stuff all the time you don't have to get on TikTok you don't have to look at these things you have the choice you have to recognize this is putting you in a bad mood because you're comparing yourself or you feel like you're missing out bringing you down so you just cut it off and focus on what brings you joy. That's going to be different for every person. You're not going to be just like someone else. Your aviation journey is not going to be like someone else's. You don't really know where it's going to lead, and you need to be open to your own destination. Don't just do what someone else is doing. Don't just follow someone else's path. Be open to any opportunity that comes up. You don't really know what you're going to be really good at. And if you just close your mind and have blinders on, you're not looking for these other opportunities. You're just so laser-focused on this one thing that you think you're supposed to be doing because that seems to be the best route and make the most sense and be the most logical. You're not seeing other things that you may actually be better at or enjoy more. There is... An individual on Instagram that I follow who was in the military and had originally, once he got out, he started working for an airline. He started going this whole route that he thought he needed to be going because that seemed to be what everyone was doing. And he realized, you know, he was chasing more money, chasing these higher profile type jobs, captain. You know, and then captain of another plane, and then captain of that. It was like, let's just keep climbing, climbing, climbing. And he realized he just really wasn't enjoying it, and decided to switch to a different part of aviation and not focus on the money, and found so much more joy and enjoyment in life and his relationships, and everything worked out so much better. But it takes a lot of self knowledge to know what brings you joy and it takes a lot of courage to stand up and say that doesn't interest me what you're doing is going to be different than what someone else is doing what brings you joy is going to be different than what brings someone else joy and that's the way it's supposed to be you don't have to like the same things as other people That's what's so wonderful about life and aviation. There's so many different things you can do in aviation. What appeals to you in one season is not going to appeal to you in another season. So be open to shifting gears, changing courses. That stuff is really exciting. You have a long career planned out ahead of you. I promise you, you're going to want some things that are kind of mix it up sometimes. You don't want monotony and you don't want to be doing something you don't really like and you want to have the courage to change things at any age which is what I talk about a lot you know I started flying at 44 never been in aviation really before you know my dad was a pilot but I wasn't involved in that um shake things up sometimes we're we're only yeah I'm 50 years old I'm more than halfway done with my life probably No one else is going to change my life but me. I'm the one that can 
recognize what's working for me and what isn't and make those adjustments. Choose what's going to bring you the most joy, what's going to bring the most to you. You don't have to be at every event. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing, period. Well, I went off on a tangent on on that one, on FOMO. (laughs) I hope that that brought you something, brought you some insight and a little bit of something to consider when you're thinking about all these different plans and paths that you want to take or think you want to take. And I think we all want to be happy and I think we all want to feel content and fulfilled. And we can't do everything and be with everyone and that happen. We have to have time to be ourselves and figure out our own journey and then occasionally include some of these other things and people in in our lives. But it's not possible to do everything and be happy. And it's not possible to chase everything that everyone else is doing and be happy because what everyone else is doing is not always what's best for you. And it's not always going to be what brings you joy. And you don't have to be somebody or prove that you're somebody by trying to do what everyone else is doing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. I hope that you enjoyed it. I hope that you feel validated in some of the decisions that you make on where to spend your time. Please reach out if you have any comments or questions or any topics you'd like me to talk about in the future. Make sure you share this episode and subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Instagram cockpits dot and dot cocktails. Thank you. Cheers.